my name is Owen Walsh, and you're listening to the latest episode of Cabin Fever. Less a podcast than a group therapy session for writers, brewers, and friends from around the world who like to enjoy a beer together, but can't for now. There's a lot going on in the world right now, and under normal circumstances, we'd get together in the pub and thrash out our ideas over a beer or two. But we can't, because most of us now live in countries where it's impossible to go outside, never mind nip around the corner for a drink. We'd love to hear from listeners out there how you're getting on, what you're doing to cope, and what you're drinking. So feel free to get in touch on social media. You can find me at Owen Walsh, or you can send me an email at owen at beercity.brussels. I'd love to hear from you. And that's it. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to the latest episode of Cabin Fever, episode 18, if you can believe it. I'm delighted to be joined this evening um, in Brussels, but remotely from the rest of the world by three guests, two returning and one new who I've wanted to have on the podcast for a while. Uh, We might as well introduce him. Uh, Jan Kempker is the co-founder or founder of Brauerei Kempker in Munster, making some of the most interesting and exciting beers coming out of Germany at the moment. Hi, Jan. How are you doing? Uh, Thank you. Hello together. I'm uh, doing very well. Had a very productive day today and... uh, (laughs) Um, it's wonderful to be here on the show. Thank you. Perfect. Um, and then I'm joined by M. Sauter, the woman behind uh, the Pints and Panels comics, uh, contributor to Pelicle, among others, and a regular guest on the show at this point. Hi, Em. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm all right. And last but not least, by Johnny Garrett, co-founder of the Craft Beer Channel and contributor to uh, Good Beer Hunting, uh, Ferment, and many other... Uh, Worthy beer and drinks periodicals. Hi, Johnny. How are you? Um, all gravy. How are you? I'm not too bad. It's a, a balmy 20 degrees here. Um, I don't know what that is in um, Fahrenheit, but it's nice and ni- nice and sunny, which is nice. Uh, I mean, before we get into it, obviously, uh, we started or I started this podcast. We're in the third month of the podcast now, so we started it in March in a sort of an as a as a lighthearted attempt to deal with the, the weirdness of what was for, for many of us an unexpected situation of being in pandemic lockdown. Um, it's been great to talk to everybody on the show that, that I've had, um, Johnny Yan tonight and many of the guests before. Um, I guess you didn't think that we'd be going this long and I didn't think that we'd be recording episodes like we are tonight where, you know, the news at the moment is pretty grim. Uh, M obviously is based in Connecticut and maybe we can talk a little bit about the situation where where you are right now but i know we have some listeners in the u.s and i hope you th- that you're all safe and well and that your families are safe and well um for other listeners you know it's 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 sometimes confusing as to what you can do or how you can react to a situation like this when you're not based in the u.s or maybe you don't have you know experience in dealing with issues around racism um for my part i've also found that a challenge um but there are plenty of really great people on social media that you can that you can follow, that you can reach out to, that 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 are happy to provide you know resources of how you can help, what you can read, and what you can do basically in a situation in which many of us feel very uh, powerless. That being said, um, as usual, when we begin the show, uh, we do a little around the room to take a virtual check in with with our guests to see how they're doing and what they're drinking. Um, and maybe we can start with you. How are you doing and what are you drinking? Um, I'm I've been better. Uh, I always feel like every time I come on, I'm always like kind of down. I don't want to do that. But right now in America, we're uh, not having a good time. Mm. <laughs> um, um, it's been 
oh, it's been a real drag. And it's been really like, it's just, I know that if you feel powerless and there's nothing you really can do, but you can protest and you can get in the streets, but then there's the, like the pandemic and it's just, it's, it's been, um, it's been a lot to handle um, personally, but then also I look at other people who are on, you know, like I'm super pro protesters. I'm, you know, I want everyone to be safe, but also get their voices heard. Um, so it's just been waking up and in the middle of the night and there's a lot of like anxiety and I, I, yeah. you know, it's, I, I was going to come on and be like, yeah, like everything's fine, <laughs> but nothing's, nothing's fine. And it's okay to, it's okay to say that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, um, and we're trying to figure out like what we can do as a family, what we can do as my, the state I live in, um, is, um, I really am enjoying what our government and what they're trying to do. We're doing a really good job with the coronavirus being near New York city. Um, everything's getting better in that regard. Things are starting to open. You can go to a brewery now and sit outside if you want certain breweries, the brewery I work at, we're not open. I don't think we'll be open until August. Um, but we don't need to be open. Curbside's doing really well. People are being very generous. Um, right now, and I'm in honor of you. I'm drinking uh, De Glock and Tor and Cezanne. Oh, yeah, nice. um, yeah. Is it one of those ones that they ship over in barrels and can in the East Coast? Yes, and they can it 30 minutes from my house, <laughs> so I can probably... go and pick it up. It was canned in November, um, okay. but it tastes delicious. Um, yeah, uh, Be United, the importer tankers uh, Schlankerla. They tanker Hitachino from Japan. Um, a bunch of Edeler, a bunch of German, and uh, they had Unitizka, uh that they canned for the first time ever. They'd only just kegged that, so I got Unitizka cans, which was... I've never been to the Czech Republic, so it was delicious. Um, yeah. And it's... Uh, but so I'm drinking a de Glazentor and Cezanne in a can, but it tastes... They have they canned a doll. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Um, <laughs> so it's been... Yeah, it's that's so in honor of Belgium, I'm drinking a glass. My last glass and Torin can. It's a good choice because I mean I don't think you can find a more firebrand agitator in in a brewer than um, <laughs> Chef Van and Stein, who is the who is the owner and founder of the of the brewery and uh, was in his time a left wing politician. Love it. I so, love that. Perfect. Doubly good choice. Uh, Jan, how about you? How are you doing? And what are you drinking? Uh, I'm doing uh, quite good today. Um, also, with the corona situation in Germany, it's um, regarding the corona cases, it's quite easy. Uh, most of the people are behaving uh, as they should, like uh, mm-hmm. respecting other people and keeping distance and following the rules. That's kind of works quite good. So, um, Regarding the disease, that's that's pretty green light here. Uh, but with the lockdown and also like gastronomy closed and keeping like physical distance to people, um, some people yeah kind of like get mental problems at home, um, which I uh, totally can understand. Um, but I think. In the coming weeks, we will see like progress with more easings that people can can meet up again, or we have different solutions to kind of help people which are suffering. So 
I think we will see some developments there in the coming weeks. Um, for me, um, it's it's quite okay. So, uh, uh, of course, I really miss like going out uh, to my my restaurants and also like um, visiting and delivering my my pub friends, uh, which is actually uh, I'm not just there for business. I'm also there like for like kind of recreating myself because like mm. having food and good beer there, uh, having conversations uh, um, with the people there, with the customers, but also with the clients or with the, the bar owners, that's kind of like really missing for me. Um, but besides that, um, I have a very strong support uh, from my, my girlfriend, Nicole, and my family and her family. We like kind of like, look what, what we can do with this time right now. And it's like uh, doing a lot of progress in the brewery with like brewing and blending and renovating and making everything nice. So if we are allowed to welcome people back so uh, that, that everything is like prepared. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's what we are doing right now. And this also like keeps us mentally uh, above the water. So uh, uh, that's yeah. quite, quite nice. And your last question was, so what I, I am drinking? Mm -hmm. um, I'm drinking uh, a beer, um, which another brewer kind of brought to the brewery. It's from Seeshaupt. Uh, and it's uh, the brewery called Unser Dorfbräu. So it's like okay. a like a village pub kind of thing. And they they picked up our old uh, wet glue labeling machine and also bring some beer along. So uh, um, that was uh, quite nice. And then like finishing their Beise and afterwards, I think I'm drinking one or two uh, Rothaus Tannenzapfle. Aha, good taste as always, um, Johnny. How are you doing and what are you drinking in London tonight? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, on, um, I'm drinking All the Cool Cats, which is uh, an unfiltered Heller um, from Lost and Grounded, one of the, the, the best lager brewers in the UK based out of Bristol. Um, and it's absolutely delicious. I wanted a little bit more sweetness. It's quite dry, but lots of honeyed, honeyed malt character um, and a ridiculous label covered in cats, which apparently beer people are cat people. Um, I thought they were dog people. I'm not. My cat's, not here, my cat's here with me right now, actually. <laughs> sitting yeah, right now. Yeah. Are you aware of more cat people in beer than dog people? I ever, yeah, I feel like cats and beer, there's some, I think it's because cats help, can work in a brewery. I mean, dogs can work in, but like, because cats can be mousers and whatnot. I mean, I am biased because I do a comic about cats in a brewery <laughs> yeah. for Pellicle, um, about mouser cats. Uh, but... I I don't know. I find that cat. I'm actually wearing my cats on tap T-shirt right now. That I'm not is not a joke. Um, <laughs> I've taken I, a time to yeah. crack the beer and ask that question. And I found the. Um, I've had all the cool cats uh, in Australia. They sent it to the Australia International Beer Awards, and it ended up in our like bucket at the banquet. And I was like, "What is this?" And that beer is so good, so so good. Yeah, great, like great beer. That's enough. That's cool. that's enough cats talk. This is a cats free zone. I'm afraid. Sorry, I don't. I don't like. I know. I don't like cats. Come at me. Come at me. My cat is giving me a stink face right now. Mil Milbo <laughs> is very mad at you. Uh, and how are things, Johnny? 
Because yeah, it's been a few weeks since we spoke on the podcast. Um, I mean, the UK is crazy right now. Um, everyone else is sort of winding down the COVID situation. They're getting on top of it. And we've got, you know, politicians breaking lockdown left, right and centre. Um, we've we've started our lockdown easing, despite the fact we've got the highest death rates in Europe by around four or five times. And everyone sort of goes out the door and immediately feels guilty. Um, so, I mean, I live right by Hampstead Heath in the centre of London, so I'm very lucky I can just go get some fresh air, but it's getting to people. Um, and I've been on, on the Craft Beer Channel, I've been trying to make, um, it's been tough because we, we made a pact when we started the Craft Beer Channel that we wouldn't just be YouTubers just reviewing beers in bedrooms. Um, yeah. and that's kind of what the channel had to be for the past two months because we haven't been able to leave our homes. Um, so that drove me a little bit nuts, but we've just started being able to escape. I've been working on, I'm brewing real ale at home. I've bought a cask hand pull. Um, so I'm setting oh, a load of best bitter in bagging boxes right now to pour through my sparkler. Um, and uh, we're about to, uh, I've been trying to bake beer bread as well, not having much success. So I'm finding ways to, to cope with feeling guilty about being outside. We've lost you to the to, to to the cask tradition now, haven't we? You'll have to rebrand. You'll have to rebrand it as the cask beer channel. The cask beer channel. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. You know, you've probably heard that a million they're, times. They're they're two sides of the same coin. Um, I know there's lots of hopheads that would disagree with me, but um, I mean, if you'd seen the amount of fuggle that went into my best bitter, um, I made a twenty liter batch and put two hundred grams of fuggles in. So, um. That's you know pushing the kind of amount that Cloudwater would stick on their can and get all the all the haze bros excited. So uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, from my side, as I said, it's a beautiful. It's been a beautiful day. I mean, we've had the driest spring on record since records began uh, in Belgium uh, the last couple of months, which has been which has been a boon and also a massive challenge, uh, as you said, Johnny. Looking outside at the sunshine, it's very difficult to stay indoors. Um, but it's been good. We got notice that the children will be going back to school next week for short days, but days. So we will get some of our time back to sort of work and get back to normal. So that has been a boon to my mental health. And I think the mental health of a lot of other people taking into account, you know, that there's a certain uncertainty about sending your kids back while still numbers are bubbling under. Um, but beyond that... It's uh, it's been a good week. I am drinking. I'm also drinking health, but this time and also a, a, a British brewery, but from Tempest, their modern Hellas, which is actually quite nice. I bought it locally. They're they're a hugely underrated brewery. Um, yeah. They well, I say they're underrated. Actually, for the last like four or five years, they've been in the um, in the rate beer best top one hundred, but they're not really sort of celebrated or talked about in the UK. Um, I can't quite work out why because everything they make is is kind of excellent. Yeah, it's actually it's it's quite good. I mean, I don't know how fresh it is getting it out here to Brussels, but it seems to have survived the trip pretty well. What I wanted to say was, um, Jan, it's funny to have you on now. I mean, late well, the first day of June actually. I keep thinking it's May, but then I also keep thinking it's still March. Um, your the last international trip that I made was to visit you in your brewery yes. the day before everything locked down in Belgium. Yeah. Um, and and I, I find that I, I, I remarked upon it earlier on 
you're the last person outside of my immediate family who I hugged. And even then I was like, ooh, are we doing this? I mean, not like, you know, it's just a goodbye hug. Uh, but it's strange. And I, I really wanted to get you on just to check in to see how things have been since then, because obviously a lot has changed. Um, so, uh, well, basically like, uh, yeah, life changed. Like there were like shops closed for like three weeks. Uh, people didn't know how they could uh, reopen their businesses. So because there were lots of rules, but no solution. And for uh, a lot of the cases, there are still no solutions, uh, especially for the, like the gastronomical sector and the like um, uh, stream behind that, like brewers, event organizers, rental companies and whatever. Uh, there is a bit of loss compensation from the government, but nothing which kind of like for people who are working in, in fair industries or event industries, yeah. like like this is like a drop on a hot stone or a slap in the face, <laughs> um, yeah. which is uh, quite annoying. Um, but since two weeks, uh, we now see that lots of life is coming back to normal so so like the last shops starting to to reopen under certain rules i think about 60 percent of the restaurants and some pubs are even open so if you want to go out and uh, get like dinner and get served um you're you're able to do that of course yeah. under certain measures you need to wear a mask if you want to walk around the restaurant, but uh, at the table, you're allowed um, to take off your mask and uh, uh, drink and dine. So uh, that's possible. And we also did that, uh, which was uh, quite good for mental health, as, <laughs> as I like yeah. to say. Um, and so far we were just uh, in a, for Nicole and me, we were just, maybe with one exception, just now a very closed, closed circle uh, of our family. So it's just my parents and my uh, girlfriend's parents. And that's like our closed circle. Yeah. And were you able to continue to stay working at the brewery or were, were was it just shut down at the brewery as well? well it was, it was the, just that we were not allowed to welcome uh, customers uh, in the brewery. Yeah. So uh, we had our, like, as we call it, farm sale closed for some weeks or just on appointment, which was allowed. And uh, what we uh, have now is like when people visiting the, the farm sale and we have more than two parties, uh, people kind of need to register them with their address and the phone number. Um, and uh, need to disinfect themselves, keep distance, um, and don't need to to grab uh, the bottles uh, which are in the the, the presentation. So, um, so and with this concept, I think we can safely reopen. So it's not like the brewery is like crowded. So it's more like um, two days ago we had like four different parties at the same time so 
on 220 square meters, I think that's quite fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've you've continued to brewing. Um, has it affected like your operations at the brewery? Have you slowed down production or? Are you still kind of tipping away? Because, I mean, for those people who don't know, Jan, you do a lot of work in barrels. Yeah. You also have one of the few cool ships, uh, as intended in, in the Belgian sense of the word, uh, where you cool the beer uh, overnight. Probably it's been a bit too warm for that the last little while. But has it affected, you know, how you've been working in that way? So basically with uh, the business model we have, it's like the same as uh, as winemakers. You need to decide two years in advance if you want to release a product. So, uh, yeah. and for us, uh, the COVID nineteen situation was not like um, slowing down production because normally we would have been also like on events that weekend. So our production was slowed down because of events uh, and and gastronomy where we needed to be uh, like available. So yeah. this was all, everything was canceled. So we thought ourselves, so what, what are we able to do now with the free time? And it was like, yeah, okay. Then we brew beer to be ready in like one or two years. And um, so we kind of like did the, the anti-route um compared to like probably a lot of other businesses yeah uh, so uh, we like put a lot of our money uh in in production um to use this free time so yeah and i saw you were out on in the fields today picking up flowers um for a new beer can you tell us a bit about that yes so uh we kind of scheduled for this week to to pick uh, elder flowers um to uh, macerate them on a on a cool ship wheat beer which we brewed uh, I think end of last year and um, on Wednesday we had the crew ready but the flowers were still closed so we didn't uh, have the chance to get enough uh, quantity and since yesterday, uh, like 80 to 90 percent of the flowers were opening up and we uh, picked them this morning together with my girlfriend and uh, my mother uh, so we went out uh, to the outskirts of our village and were picking elderflowers and we had a, a shit ton of elderflowers uh, which are now macerating. When do you, when 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 is that likely to be bottled and available? How long? What's the what's like the the lead-in time for beer like that? Yeah. Uh, well, when the beer is ready, so I think we now macerate the flowers for yeah. uh, like two to four weeks, I think, and then we separate the flowers from the beer and put the beer on barrels, and then we wait until we think we have a wonderful barrel-aged. Uh, wheat beer with all flowers. So actually, right now we have like a a batch of spontaneous elderflower beer from last year, uh, just on uh, uh, champagne bottles, but also on small steiny bottles, like to have like a thirty degree CL format to drink something in the summer uh, after mowing the lawn or doing a biking or whatever. So. Uh, that's that's uh, the newest addition to our lineup. Um, 
and maybe the beer from this year is ready next year. So we, we will see. <laughs> yeah, there's always, as you're saying, you know, the beer is ready when it's ready. Um, and we were we were talking earlier. I mean, you referenced it. I referenced it. We talked a little bit off mic as well. How are you doing there up in Connecticut right now? Uh, we're good. Um, you know, I mean, we're... America is not great right now. I mean, we're uh, we're doing we're doing all right. I've I've been really noticing how much we've been talking with our neighbors a lot more. Um, we live in New Britain, which is its its nickname is hard hitting New Britain or New Britsky. The town ta- our town has the second highest population of Polish outside of Chicago. So our trash can has instructions in English, Spanish, and Polish. And there are restaurants in my town. There's like 75,000 people that live in my city. Um, that if you go to a restaurant in New Britain, you like point at, you have to point at the menu. Because like they don't speak English. It's awesome. I love it. They have weird beer. Super weird beer. Like you're, and I'm like, what am I drinking? I don't know. I had it, like I went to a restaurant and I ordered a beer and it was a huge bottle and it had a ship on it <laughs> and it was like 12% alcohol. And my husband's like, what did you order? And I was like, I don't know. I just pointed the menu. Um, it was delicious. Um, but we, our neighborhood is, um, our neighborhood has a lot of like post-World War II baby boomer um, houses. So they're all pretty small and all very close to each other. And everyone came out and like helped us try to find our cat. And unfortunately, that's where I have to interrupt and say that our conversation came to an end then. Not because we didn't have a lot to talk about or we didn't get through everything we wanted to talk about, but some gremlins in my computer meant that our recording couldn't continue. Which is a real shame, not only because I wanted to talk to Emma about what her situation at the moment is in Connecticut, or with Johnny about how he's dealing with lockdown in the past few weeks since we haven't spoken, um, and how he's changing up what they're doing on the Craft Beer Channel, and would have loved to talk to Jan a little bit longer about how he's adapting his methods at the brewery in Munster. But unfortunately, we couldn't. They were still on the podcast and we'd gotten to the end. I know they've had a couple of shout outs to do and they've asked me to do that in their stead. So you can find Em at Pints and Panels all over the internet. She has a Patreon, which I'm sure um, she'd love some support on. She's also doing an ongoing series of Beers I'm Glad Exist, which is commissions for people of their favorite beer or beer that's important to them. Um, money from that will go to support charities in the US. At the moment, that charity is Know Your Rights Camp, which is helping to pay for legal fees for Minnesota protesters. And that's going to happen all the way through uh, the month of June. As Jan was saying, he's working hard on new beers, both beers that are coming out now and beers that won't be out for another little while. Um, And if he was here now, he would mention a couple of them offhand. Uh, One of those is Aquerkloon, which he says is developing lovely. And Fleurblum, which is new. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to laugh at my pronunciation of that. You can find all the details on, on Jan's website. Uh, they're also going to have a Kemker and Friends beer package in the coming days. You can find all of that and more. And I do highly recommend looking out for Jan's beers because they really are some of the most interesting um, mix and spontaneous fermentation beers. And in general, I think, production going on in, in, in Germany at the moment. Um, the website where you can find those and the web shop is Brauerei, the German spelling, dash kemker.de. 
And you can find all of his beers there and more information about where they're available elsewhere. And Johnny asked me if I could mention a beer that they worked on with the UK brewery Glen Affric, which is coming out soon. It's a pastry stout with no pastry, he says in caps lock. It's based on Tunnock's wafer, but uh, all malt flavor. It's coming out at the end of June. There's a video on it, um, which you can find soon on the Craft Beer channel, uh, YouTube channel. And it'll be a live tasting along in early July. Obviously, Johnny and Brad, who run the Craft Beer channel, have their own podcast, which is The Bubble. It comes out every Friday. I encourage you to subscribe and to listen. And I know they have a couple of live YouTube events coming up Um one with Cloudwater coming up in the next couple of weeks, and I'm sure they'll have more going out throughout the summer. So be sure to check them out, subscribe, and keep an eye on what they're doing. And for me, again, apologies that we couldn't have a full conversation with all of our guests this evening, but after two and a half months of cabin fever, I think episode 18, we got far enough before we had any technical difficulties. As I say to all of my guests each week, and as I would have said had we continued, um, I hope you're well, stay safe, Take care of yourselves and your loved ones, and we'll talk again next week.